Tuesday will not be in the house. Is this still? It's skipping. It's skipping. Yes. Whatever you had last night, Amen. We're probably going to switch over to the handheld. Amen. Because we're having some technical difficulties. But we want to invite all of you who are online. We just want to say thank you for joining in with us. Um, you know, with every time you're dealing with some type of technology, you're subject to have some type of issue. But at the end of the day, the word will go forth. At the end of the day, we're going to continue to praise his name uh, because it's way something. Amen. Uh, but we know God is real. So we want to go ahead and open up with a word of prayer. We'll do our opening song um, and we'll just get right into this word. Is that all right? Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this time that you have given us. We thank you for life, health, and strength. And we ask that you would be um, with the technology, with the mics, the sound, the, the feedback, and all these things that is hindering um, what's going on in this service tonight. Um, we know that the enemy is upset, um, but we give you all praise, honor, and glory. So have your way. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen again. Let's sing our opening song when we all get to heaven. Page 633. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In a mansion bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. When we all, when we, when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing there will be When we all see Jesus We'll sing and shout the victory Verse 2, while we walk He'll grab pathway Clouds will overspread but when traveling days are over, not a shadow, not a sign. For when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing there will be. Well, if we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Let us then be true and faithful. Let us then be true and faithful. Rusting and serving every day. Just one glimpse of him in glory. Will the toys of life repay? Oh, when we all get to heaven, what a day. Rejoicing there will be when, when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Onward to the prize before us, soon his beauty will behold. Soon the pearly gates will open. We shall tread the streets of gold. Oh, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing there will be. When we all 
will sing and shout the victory. Come on, let's say that one more time. Oh, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing there will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Oh man, we can do the benediction behind that one. Yes, sir. <laughs> but I know you hear a little bit from this word. Amen. Um, but we want to have a season of prayer at this time. Um, we want to invite the presence of the Lord to come in here and be with us and um, just have his way tonight. Um, and so we want to ask if you can bow your head, you want to bow your heads with us as we look to the Lord in prayer. Let us pray. Our Father and our Savior and King, you are mighty in everything. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. And so we thank you tonight, oh God, for allowing us to come to this place of worship. Mm -hmm. We thank you, Father, because without you, oh God, we can do nothing. And so we just invite your presence tonight to come in and fellowship, sup with us, lead us, guide us, cover us, protect us, shield us, hold us, mold us. Do what you need to do, God, to help us to be prepared to receive you when you come. For you will come. For you said it in your word. You said that you go away to prepare a place. And if you go away to prepare this place for us, that you will come back and receive us unto yourself. And so, God, here we are. Father, our parents need you. Our, you, our dads need you. Our children need you. Our schools need you. Our country needs you. Our state needs you. Our city needs you. Father, we need you. So have your way tonight. Do what you do. Let your presence be made known in this place. Let your presence be made known in this place. That when we leave here, we will not leave here the same way we came. But we will leave here with a newfound love for the things of God. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. done so much for me I cannot tell it all amen all together he's done so much for me all I cannot tell it all cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. He's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. Can we say it again? He's done so much. He's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. 
I cannot tell it all. Oh yes, I cannot tell it all. Jesus done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. He walks and talks with me. He walks and talks with me. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. He walks and talks with me. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. He washed my sins away. He washed my sins away. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. He washed my sins away, and I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. He gives me the victory. He gives me the victory. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. Oh, I cannot tell it all. Jesus is giving me the victory, and I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. He's done so much. He's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. Do you believe it this evening? Oh yes, come on family. I cannot tell it all. He's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. He's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. He's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. Amen. Man, I tell you, we're going to have to do just an old time and sing along, just yeah. praise and worship. And just have a good time in the name of the Lord. Amen. Music is good. Amen. Have you ever been in a place where you were feeling some kind of way and you just needed to hear a song to lift you up? Maybe you were driving in your car listening to the radio and a song came on that just, just got you back into the right place. Oh, yeah. Music is good. I thank God for music. Thank God for music. Listen, um, we just want to encourage everyone that's viewing online. We want to just ask that you would go ahead and share this link. Let everybody know that we are here. We're in the house. Amen. Um, we are so excited to be able to be a part of this here awesome revival. Just to spend some time together, just to share, um, you know, what God has given us um, to share with you. And um, that we all may grow stronger and become a little bit more knowledgeable of the kingdom of God. 
Um, and so we just want to encourage everyone to pass it along. Do not keep it to yourself. Don't, as they say, get all you can and can all you get. Amen. But we want to let everybody in on this here thing because when Jesus comes, which I believe he's coming real soon, um, we don't want to fly away by ourselves. Um, so tonight's message, we're going to be looking at, again, the sanctuary, but we want to be looking at discovering um, the um, sanctuary by numbers. Amen. Discovering the sanctuary by numbers. Let us pray. Father, again, we thank you so much for what you have done, what you are doing, and what you are about to do in the lives of your people. Uh, we are so amazing. It, you are so amazing, and we are so amazed at all that you do. So we thank you, and we invite you tonight to come and just spend time with us. Um, those that are viewing online, that you will cover them as well. We thank you for those that have joined in, and we pray over their families as well. Um, just keep us in here, O oh God, and reveal to us your truths um, through your sanctuary, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen again. Um, in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 29, we read these important words. And it simply says, John seeth Jesus coming unto him. And he says, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Now, why did John use this imagery um, of a lamb? Why did he use this to describe our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Uh, uh, could it be, could it be that as we, uh, as with the ancient Jews, uh, um, we today, we today are no different. Could it be that many of us are looking for a savior, someone to free us from our circumstances, someone to free us from our bills and free us from all of the hurt and pain? Could it be that we're looking for someone to free us from our circumstances, but not free us from our sins? The Jewish people wanted out from under the Roman power. They wanted to be free. This was their circumstances. This is what they were dealing with. They were dealing with a Roman power that had their thumb on their necks. Anybody ever been in a situation where, 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 where you wanted to advance or you wanted to move forward, but it seemed like it was always some opposition standing in your way? Well, they had not given thought to having their sins dealt with. They didn't think about any of that. So let us go a little deeper. Let us allow God's word to open up a window, a window picture so that we can see how Jesus it really is going to deal with the sin factor or the sin problem. Let us look at how he is really going to deal with this problem. And so I'm reminded uh, to receive true picture or this true picture of Christ, uh, uh, we must understand that, that, that we have to look into the sanctuary. We must enter into this place to find out the symbols which are representing the plan of salvation. This is a little, a, a little sensitive. Uh, but we find that these symbols are representing the plan of salvation and using the numbers one through six, we will capture just a glimpse, just a glimpse of Christ at work in the sanctuary. There are at least six articles uh, here in the sanctuary that we're not 
we're not what we call uh, uh, numerologists up in here, amen, uh, uh, but, but rather we're going to look at the symbols, amen, somebody say symbols, symbols which are representing the plan of salvation. And so using this number system, amen, uh, uh, there are symbols that are going to open up the windows on Christ's world uh, and, and that it will show us the, uh, how he will operate in our world today. And so we begin with number one. We begin with number one. Uh, there is only one way into the sanctuary. And Jesus tells us, he says that I am what everybody, the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is explaining to us, even in the sanctuary, that there is only one way to the Father. And that way is through him. Well, 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 you may ask, where is the Father? Well, if, 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 if no man comes to the Father but by Christ, he is the way and he is, is appearing as the way into the sanctuary, which itself represents or symbolizes the plan of salvation, then where does the Father fit into the scheme of things? Well, the psalmist put it this way. The psalmist says that thy way, O God, is in the what, everybody? The sanctuary. And so the Father's way is in the sanctuary. So you say, well, where is the Father? He's in the sanctuary. Jesus says that the only way, the only way that we're going to get to the Father, that we must first come through or by him. But here he says, he hath entered not by the door into the sheepfold, and the sheepfold represents the court of the sanctuary. Now the court is the entire enclosure of the sanctuary from the east to the west. Inside the enclosure, we find the tabernacle. And so sometimes folk want to, 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 to uh, divide this. Some folk want to separate this. They say that, well, there is a court and then there is a tabernacle. But the reality is that the true but the tabernacle also in reality sits in the court. So when you look at the, ski, the, the big picture, you're actually looking at one system. And so, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The only way you're going to get to the Father, you must first come by me. And so, he's telling us that if we don't enter in by the door, Jesus himself enter into the court of the sanctuary, the sheepfold, but climb it up out of another way, the same is as a thief and a robber. Jesus says, I am the door. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets in here except they first come by me. I like the way he puts that because that lets me know that he is covering every entrance that there's that, that in other words Jesus is saying that this is a safe place 
I know we talk about safe spaces and safe places, a, a place where you can uh, 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 tell your deepest thoughts and, you know, you go to counseling sessions and you want to know that it's a safe place. Well, Jesus says, let me explain something to you. I am the safest place that you can go. I have all the parameters covered. He is interested in caring for us. He says, I am not come to call the righteous, Jesus says, those who have all the knowledge. But he says, I come to call sinners to repentance. Jesus put it this way. He says, he puts it this way in John 12, 32. He says that, and I, if I be lifted up, he said, I will draw all men unto me. I will draw them to me. Jesus understood even in Luke 19, 10, he says, for the son of man come to seek to save the lost sinners like you and like me. He says, I come to save them. I come to seek. I come to gather them. I come to look for them. Those that are struggling, those that have issues, those that are subject to fall, I come to seek and to save that which was lost. So Jesus understands that the only way that you're going to make it through this life, through this, through this thing called life, is that you have to come by way of him. Jesus puts it this way in John verse 12, uh, uh, 32. He says, if I, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So the lifting up of Jesus is catching the fish, and then he will take care of the cleaning. You lift him up. Let me deal with everything else. You just worship me. You just give me glory. You let me be me. And I'll take care of the rest. Just lift me up. He said, if I be lifted up, I will do the drawing. I really can't understand outside of the, the idea that the enemy loved to interfere with the things of God, which ought to let us know that we have to be careful how we step in the place of God, how we try to win people to God, how we try to save people when we don't have that power, we don't have that ability, we don't even know how to save ourselves. He said, all you have to do is lift me up, proclaim my name, and I will do the rest. But he wants them first to come to him so he can deal with the sin problem. In order for Jesus to deal with the sin problem, we have to first lift him up. And that brings us to uh, this picture right here, the sanctuary. We are now entering into the court, amen? And as we come into the court, we recognize that the area are two squares in this sanctuary floor plan. We see here that the first place you come to in this sanctuary is the altar of sacrifice. This is the first place you will run into. This represents the sacrifice. In order, the first step we do when we come to Christ, we must first have to confess our sins. 
We have to surrender our all. Jesus is laying it all out to us, even in the sanctuary model, that the steps that we take are vital and they are crucial to our salvation. You can't go from the courtroom to the most holy. You can't bypass the holy and you can't bypass the court. You can't go from the courtroom straight to the holy place. Because there are steps that we have to follow. And so you see this first square uh, uh, in, in, in the court, uh, 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 it, it, it is laid there as a place of sacrifice. This is where the sacrifices take place. This is where the killing take place. This is where now we come and we say we lay prostrate before God. This is where God is now killing off stuff that's in us. Now I must pause right there and just share with you because this isn't always, this isn't a comfortable place to be. This isn't a pleasant place to be. See, it's this place right here that prevents individuals from even coming to Christ because we don't want to kill off anything. Let's just be real. We are accustomed to living a certain way. We are conditioned to live a certain way. And I wish I had brought the numbers and the, and, and, and the research. But they say that if you do something for so many times, I think they say if you do it like seven times or, or, or something like that, you know, it, it will become a habit. So all it takes in some cases for you to do something once or twice or maybe no more than seven times and it can, be form, it can become a habit, something now that you just do without even thinking about it. This is one area that we run from, the sacrifice part. We don't want to sacrifice our time. We don't want to sacrifice our temple. Our, our, our temple our talents. We don't want to sacrifice. We don't want to give that thing up. And the truth of the matter is, when we come to Jesus, this is one of the first things that has to take place. You have to get rid of self. There's no way around it. I didn't write the rules. I didn't write the book. But in order for us to get to Jesus, we have to kill off self. The sins. A uh, 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 altar of sacrifice is seven, 75 by 75 feet. Uh, 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 there is a wall all around the area. It is found in Isaiah 61 where it says that heaven is my footstool. Heaven is my footstool. So the tabernacle represents the throne of God. It was this, at, at this place uh, where God is calling it his holy place. And then it is his throne, which is the most holy place. Then he goes on to say that earth is my footstool, so the outer court represents the earth. There is no court in the heavenly sanctuary. This model here is the earthly sanctuary, but in the heavenly sanctuary, there is no court. Because there is no killing in heaven. There is no slaughtering in heaven. There is no death in heaven. So there is no need for a courtroom or a courtyard 
in the holy or in the heavenly sanctuary. So now the altar of sacrifice represents the cross. Oh, I love it. But the shadow from the cross is extended into the sanctuary. So as we leave the altar, we come to the lever. This is the place where now you wash and you cleanse yourself. Now that you've sacrificed, now that the animal has been slain, now that the animal has been sacrificed, now we move to the cleansing of the sacrifice. That's why when we come to Christ, we sing, uh, I surrender all. See, you don't get baptized or you don't go to the water until you have first surrendered. No one goes to the water, at least we shouldn't go to the water until we have surrendered. They say you go down a wet and then you come up a, you go down a dry devil, I think it is, and then you come up a wet. The sanctuary is laid out to let us know that there are steps that we have to follow. That there are steps that we have to follow. There are things that we must do. There are things that we have to let go of. Jesus says, I come to give you life and I come to give it to you more abundantly. He says, my purpose and my plan in your life is to help you to become ready to be with me when I come. Everything that Jesus does, he do it for a reason. Nothing he do, he do by accident. But everything have a purpose and everything has a plan. And so Romans 5.10 affirms that though that there are two parts, no one to the ministry of Christ. Uh, it says, for if I, when we were enemies, uh, we were, number one, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. But let me bag up the Hebrews. And let me just share with you Hebrews. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things to come, he entered through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this creation. And not through the blood of goats or calves, but through his own blood. So it wasn't the sacrifices of the animals that got Christ, that, 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 that Christ died. No, no, it was his blood. No more now do we have to sacrifice. He says he has entered the holy place once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption. God understood what we needed before we were in need of it. God understood exactly what we needed before we were in need of it. And so he set up the sanctuary model for us to see exactly how he is going to win us back unto him. So God affirms that in his message. He affirms that through the sanctuary. He affirms that through the laying out of the sanctuary. He affirms that through the cross. He tells us that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Jesus came to seek and to save. And he's laid it all out in his sanctuary. 
this model that he has given us are giving back in the old. We, 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 don't, we, don't, we don't do the sanctuary now, but we use the sanctuary as a model to show us what Christ is doing in heaven. So for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And it doesn't stop there. It's not just eternal life, but it's in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It all points back to Jesus. It all goes back to the saving power of the cross. The sanctuary is directing us step by step, even as Jesus' ministry in the, in the courtyard, and as he moved from the courtyard to the most holy, we understand that he's moving even into the most holy because everything that he's doing, it is to draw us closer to him. And so the altar of sacrifice, again, represents the cross of Calvary. So here we uh, see one half of Christ's ministry, and it has to do with sacrifice. It has to do with sacrifice. That's what he came to this earth to do. He came to this earth to literally die for our sins. That was his mission. To offer up himself as a sacrifice for the sins of this world. I don't know. I think about, I think about it sometime as Christ's ministry and him living his life knowing that his purpose is to die. Do we as believers hold that same mindset when we wake up in the morning that our purpose is to die? Our purpose is to die. That's our mission. That's our calling. That's our purpose. That's the plan that God has for you in order for you to be saved in his kingdom. And that is for you to die. Your character dies. Everything that you hold dear, he says it in his word. He said, if you love mommy or daddy or sister or brother, if you love uncle or auntie, if you love your job, your car, if you love your money, if you love any of those things more than you love me, then you are not worthy. He came to die. Every step he took was a step towards Calvary's cross. As he was a babe in Mary's bosom and as she began to teach him how to walk as Joseph helped Jesus. Okay, here you go, Jesus. Every step, his first step he took was a step towards the cross. That was his purpose. That was the reason for him being here. And so when we look at the sanctuary, we see here that this is only half of Jesus' ministry. Now, I understand that for some this can be quite difficult to realize that everything about me is, is not all that important. The things that I hold dear really is not all that important. The only thing that should be important is my relationship with Jesus. 
That's what ought to motivate me. If I'm waking up every morning just to see my job. I don't know anybody feeling that way right now. But, 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 but if that's your motivation, that's the wrong motivation. If your only reason for waking up in the morning is because you have a, a host of friends and they love you and every time you come around, you're the life of the party, uh, uh, that's the wrong reason. The reason why we live, the reason why we breathe, the reason why we have our being is because of Christ and Christ alone. It's the reason why we do what we do. That's what excites me. And the reason is, my brothers and sisters, uh, we, we understand that, that if we take on that mindset that Christ said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. If you take on that mindset, then you would not be so easily offended. Because really what it's about is Christ. And, and, and if they don't like your shoes, it's okay. Because Christ liked my shoes. How do I know? Because he blessed me with them. And I'm sure that God is not going to bless me with something that he don't like. I don't have to worry about what people say about me. Why? Because Christ see me as someone special. He see me as someone worth dying for. So yeah, I might not be uh, 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 the best friend. I, I, I might not be uh, uh, the life of the party. I might not be uh, what you think I ought to be. But I am what God has called me to be. And that's enough for me. And he showed me this through his sanctuary. He showed me this through this model that he has laid down that all I have to do is follow those steps and be okay with it. Be okay with the sacrifice. Be okay when I have to let some stuff go. Be all right when I have to leave some stuff out. It's all right. Because his way is in the sanctuary. And he says, as I have back up here, it says that uh, uh, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. He came, he came to save. He came to reconcile us. He came to restore us. He came to bring us back and put us back in the right standing because we have fallen away. We have left our true love. And God has said, I am simply just trying to get you back into a place where we can commune once again where we can fellowship once again that's all I want to do and yes the road sometimes is brutal yes sometimes the road is uncomfortable but if you just hang on in there and let me be me and you do what I ask you to do and just simply lift me up so that I can draw all men see we can't lift see when we don't lift God up it's hard for him to draw all men hard to draw somebody when you don't talk about him. You see, you testifying about God is lifting him up. You telling your job about God is lifting him up. And by you telling the world about God is lifting him up. That's how he draw those that are out there from a sin sick world. Because they see in you a, a God worth coming to. Now they understand because if God did it for you, if God delivered you, if God saved you, then surely he'll save me. Yeah, we run into folk that have this hard exterior. They look like they don't want to be talked to, but you don't know what the Holy Ghost is doing behind the scene. You don't know what God is doing behind the scene. You just do what God called you to do. You just be a witness. You just lift him up. 
and let God do the drawing. You see, we, wanna, we want people to stop doing things first. Mm. I kind of left there for a minute, but I'm going to get back. We, 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 want, we want people to stop saying stuff first. We want people to stop wearing stuff first. Amen. We want people to stop doing stuff first before we want to accept them in. But let me help you out, my brothers and sisters. That's not God's way. That's not God's way. Because if God was waiting for us to clean ourselves up before we came in here, then, then we wouldn't need a God. What need, what, I mean, what use would we have of a Savior if I had the ability to do it myself? I can't do it myself. So there are times we come in here and we slip and we fall and we fall and we slip and we get up and we fall back down again. And every step of the way, God dusts us off and he encourages us to say, go on, baby, you're going to be all right. Uh, it's all right. I forgive you. And you fall and you bust your head to the white meat show and God helps you up, put a bandaid on it, clean you up and say, you got it, baby boy. You're going to be all right. Just go on a little further. And then you go a little further, my sister, and you slip and you fall and you bust your knee a little wide open and God say, come here, baby girl I got you he cleaned you up a little bit and he tells you to go on a little bit further and you will get so tired of falling and busting your head and bumping your knee where now you're walking and not realizing that you've been walking for 25 years and you ain't thought about a drink you ain't thought about smoking nothing you ain't thought about eating that pork and you ain't thought about none of that stuff because God loved you along the way God didn't content didn't condemn you along the way but he encouraged you along the way He watched you as you, and, and see, and the thing about God, and you know, and some say, well, you know, that's why, that, that's what make it easy for God to love us, because he already know that we're going to mess up, so that's giving him a little time to prepare himself. <laughs> and what I say to that? Foolishness. It's foolishness. God don't need to prepare nothing. He's already done. It's already taken care of. God has already slain the devil. All God is asking us to do is just let go and let God. Just trust him when you can't trace him. Believe him and it's laid out for us in the sanctuary. He's laid it out all for us. We just have to obey him. Let me put it out of park and let's drive now. God understands our needs. He knows exactly what we need before we're even in need of it. God knows exactly what we need. He said, therefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that came unto God by him, seeking he forever, seeing he forever liveth to make intercession for them. That's what God does. That's what Jesus is doing for us right now. He's making intercession. He's pleading on our behalf. And at the same time, he's preparing to come back. He's doing everything he can to get us ready. He's already died. He's already dealt with the, with the, with the, with the courtyard scene. There's no need for him to go back there anymore. That is already done. That is already taken care of. God has already did that. He's already moved from the courtyard to the holy place. He's already taken care of that. 
He said, I've already prayed for you. I've already covered you. I've already given you everything you need to make it through this here land. I've given you everything you need. I've given you a sound mind. I've given you backbone. All you got to do is just stand up. It's hard for you to walk when you're sitting. All you got to do is speak. It's hard to speak when your mouth is shut. God has said, you have everything you need. You have everything that you long for. All you have to do is trust in me. Believe me. And if it don't come, it's not that I'm mad at you. It's not that I have a problem with you. It's that it's not for you because too many times we ask God for things that don't belong to us. We asking God for our neighbor's stuff. We see a good car and we say, God, I want that car. Well, that's your neighbor car. That's not your car. You, what I have for you is for you. You can't afford the note, so you don't need that car. I know you say, how he get all that out of the sanctuary? It's in there. When Christ said, I prayed for you, when I covered you, and I've given you everything you need, that's where it's at. I've given you everything you need. You don't have to long for anything. Whatever you need, it is there. So when bad health comes, and it does, you say, well, he said, I have everything, so why don't I have good health? Well, you have good health. You just have some struggles along the way. God said, you alive, aren't you? I know that's hard. I know that sounds like kind of crazy right there. But God said, you have to understand how God functions. You see, we look at success by how much money we have. God says success is just how healthy you are. Because you have folk that have money, but they're miserable. You have folk that have the houses, but they don't have a home. So God has said, I'm giving you what you need because too many times we step out and we get into stuff that is not for us. Because we don't want to die to self. We see everybody else doing it, so I feel like I need to do it too. We want to name it, claim it, grab a hold of it. And God said, oh, uh, that's not for you to touch. That's not your tree. That's not your blessing. That's not your anointing. That's not your promise. That's not your place. That's not your gift. That's not your talent. You're doing stuff that is not yours. That's not yours. So he says, therefore, he, has, he is able also to save them from the uttermost. So I don't care where you are on the li on, on life pedestal. It doesn't matter where you are. I don't care how high you are. I don't care how low you are. I don't care what your last name is. You may be much, you, you may, be, may be eating mud soup. It don't matter. God said, I'm able to win you too if you let me. If you let me. I'm able to win you too. Because here it is right here in the sanctuary. It's laid out like the cross. Because God gave the sanctuary long time ago. Long before he stepped on the scene. Long before he hit Calvary's cross. Long before that, God had already mapped it out. He has already laid it out. Soon as you walk in from the east to the west, God said, I have a plan for you. I have a plan. My way is in the sanctuary. What I have for you, it is for you. Even the children of Israel, when they pitched their tent, they pitched it around the, the um, sanctuary, around the tabernacle. So when they walked out their front door, the first thing they saw was the tabernacle. It wasn't in the backyard. It was in the front yard. Soon as they walked out the door. 
as a reminder that as you go about your day, this is the first thing you need to see. This is the first thing we see when we wake up in the morning and hear the birds chirping and the rooster crowing and the, and, 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 and the dogs barking and you step outside with your PJs on to get your newspaper. The first thing you see is the sanctuary. God understood that back then that his way is in the sanctuary. God know exactly what we need before we're in need of it. He said the true worshiper will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. So as we enter into his sanctuary, we come with a spirit of worship and a spirit of praise. And we come thanking him for what he's done. And we recognize and we realize that this is not the end. So wherever you are, whatever you're going through, this is not the end. It's not over until Jesus cracks the sky and pronounces it is finished. Then and only then can we lay down our burdens by the riverside. Right now we toil. Right now we move. Right now we profess. Right now we continue to struggle. But right now we still move. But at the end of the day, your struggles are nothing when it's in the hands of Christ. You moving forward? Yeah, you might not have all the answers. But God said, I have the answers. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. All I need you to do is simply trust in me and let me be the leader let me be your guide let me be the one to hold back the winds let me be the one to take control over your circumstances let me be the one to handle all of your problems let me be the one to be able to deal with all of those issues you stop trying because every time you try you mess it up every time you try you get in the way let me be God and let me have all of the stuff because you can't handle it I can handle it I'm the one that is able to deal with it. Why? Because I see the end from the beginning. I know what's coming down the pipe because I ordained it. I told devil to let it go. I told him when to lock it down. So if it's coming your way, I've already dealt with it. It's not that he have more power. It's not that he have more wisdom. It's not that he have more strength. You have to understand that I gave it to him. I gave him the ability to move. So when he show up in your life, you have all that you need to be able to make it from point A to point B because I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I am he who always was and always will be and without me you are hopelessly lost but with me you are more than conquerors. I am God all by myself. We just have to learn how to let God be God and simply lift him up on high. Claim his name. Call him when you can't understand it and say Jesus up have your way Jesus up do what needs to be done Jesus up Jesus up Jesus up Jesus Jesus Because we come with praise on our lips and praise in our hearts and we understand that's why we praise him That's why we come Lord prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary, Lord, for you. So that's why we do what we do. Hallelujah.
That's why we come. That's why we proclaim the name of Christ. Because we understand that there is something greater than this. That this is not the end. That it is not over until Christ cracked the sky and pronounced it is finished. Loving Lord our God. Hey, we thank you once again for revealing to us your truths within your tabernacle. Father, there is so much to this. We're not done. But we know, Father, that he that shall come will come and will not tarry. So we know, Father, that there is more to this and we'll cover it, oh God, but we just thank you so much for what you've given to us now. We thank you, Father, for what you've done and we thank you for what you're doing and and how you're leading us and guiding us and protecting us and holding us. So I ask you tonight, oh God, forgive us again. Help us to be more like you. Help us to cling to the cross. Help us to see you for who you are. For at the end of the day, Father, that is our desire, to be ready when you come. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you been blessed tonight? Oh, my, my, my. Oh, my, 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 my. Man, I I tell you, I tell you, I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. Oh, my soul just is bubbling, it's bubbling over right now. I don't know. I don't know, sometimes I feel, Sister Bev, I feel so inadequate at times. I feel like I'm dropping the ball. I feel like that I'm missing the mark. But, oh, there's something about God that he holds you up. And so while you think you're not doing good, God is saying you're doing awesome. That's why we can't look at ourselves and measure ourselves. Oh, I got back started again. That's why we can't look at ourselves and we can't look at other people and we can't gauge it off of what somebody else is doing. You can't gauge it off of something. Somebody else. You have to gauge it off of how God is using you, how God is moving in your life. You have to look at Jesus and, and Jesus alone um, because men will tell you one thing in your face and, and tell you something else behind your back. Um, you have to learn how to trust God in the midst of it all. You have to learn how to let Him do it. Won't He do it? I say, oh, Won't He do it? Won't He do it? Oh, yes, He will. Won't He do it? Won't He do it? Yes, He'll do it. Oh, yes, He will. Woo! <laughs> I done got caught up again. Won't he do it? <laughs> Woo! I want to give you a little homework tonight. Oh, my, 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 my. Oh, my goodness. I want you to bring back on Wednesday how many nails was nailed on that cross that they used to nail Jesus to that cross. You don't have to shout it out now, but I want you to bring that answer back for me. Help the preacher out. Help the preacher out. Can you help the preacher out? Can you help him a struggling preacher? (laughs) Help him, help help me out. So I'm going to need you to help me. I've been feeding you. I'm going to need you to feed me. Come on now. So I need you to come back Wednesday with that answer, and we'll talk about it. I want you, for those that have the heart to give, you want to leave a a gift at the, at the um, back of the church. We have our deacon standing back there. I ask that you arise as we close out this time tonight. God is good. All and all the time. 
let us pray. Father God, again, we thank you once again for allowing us to come to this place of worship. Again, Father, we just thank you for tonight, and we pray that as we continue to move now that you will grant us traveling mercies and that you will allow us to make it to our destination safely. Bring us back again on Wednesday with family and friends where we may continue to worship thee in spirit and in truth. This we do pray in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. God bless you, and have a wonderful rest of the evening.